You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome to the Touchlines and Touchdowns podcast, a special edition of the world's first and therefore greatest football football mashup podcast. That's right, everybody. I'm your host, Asa Smith, and I am here for a special edition, uh, rapid reaction after the U.S. men's national team took care of the Gold Cup semifinal win over Qatar. Um, We will not be having a football segment today because this is a special bonus edition um, so we're joined by our friends uh, Ben from halfspaces.com, who you can find on Twitter at BLHerald, uh, and Kevin, who you can't find on Twitter or at halfspaces.com, but he is, he is with us, um, as well as, of course, our good friend Greg. Uh, and you can find us on Twitter at TLS underscore N underscore TDS or uh, Greg at Mr. Mojo Rising 89. Uh, this episode is brought to you by the Anchor app as well as the Smith Workforce Management Group, whom you can find at smithworkforce.com. So let's get right into it. Take two. All right, here we go. Take two. Attempt numero dos. You know, for a, for a, like a rapid reaction, that's sort of the opposite of what we want. But hey, you know. Quick take, hot take. Quick, uh, I, I'm going to say my hottest take about that game is that um, it's cool to win. What do you guys think? Um, my hottest take is that Jossie's already should start. Yeah. I don't or, think we have I, a striker. <laughs> I mean, you, it was actually to the point where you're, like, feeling bad for DK. Like, just get him off. Yeah, like, he, he, he couldn't do it anymore. And it was clear to everybody, but apparently Greg Berhalter. Well, I mean, he was, like, dragging his arm around out there. He's hitting passes behind everybody. I, I just, like, ugh, this felt for him. I'm sure if there truly is an injury issue that, that Berhalter elected to ignore, which is bizarre considering, you know, three, four weeks ago, everyone thought that he had such a Zardas bias. Um, I'm sure the Orlando City front office is exceptionally bummed out right now. Oh man. 
because this has not been the gold cup that I think they were expecting. If they, were nope. really, if they got an offer of $10 million for him in the past four months, um, I don't know. See if you can sneak that one back through. Yeah. So uh, is that still on the table, guys? Right. So, so not so been a twenty said, million dollar performance. You said you said ten ten million plus twenty percent, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe 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 eight and like twenty percent sell on. Just just get him sold at this point. Um, those Barnsley days, and this is obviously recency bias, but those feel like a very long time ago. Well, and that dude just needs a break. This is now fifty six games in a year. Yeah, I mean, that's a very yeah. good point. Um, but you know what? He was part of a team that won a Gold Cup semifinal. So that looked yeah. not great in the first half, and much better after substitutions in the second. Right, and Berhalter, if you've watched any of those like um, things the U.S. Uh, Twitter account puts out, like the you know the video recaps. He Berhalter has made it a point over the two years he's been in charge that like possession wears teams down and the U.S. just wore wore guitar down by the time like the 60th 70th minute hit there was only one team that was going to score. Yeah, and it's it's like, um you know, because this is the way that this podcast works for better or worse. um It's like running the ball up the middle over and over and over again. Eventually, those. <laughs> those defensive linemen don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. You know, you say that, but as a Michigan fan in the Jim Harbaugh <laughs> era, uh, I'm fairly confident that's not correct. <laughs> so you, you, I, you forget that I'm also a Mark D'Antonio fan. And like <laughs> the, the entire offensive theory there was like, okay, we're going to just sort of hit our head against the wall for the first three quarters. And then either, either we're going to do some bullshit and win or uh, you know, one of the running backs will make something happen, but uh, it'll be fine. Yeah, I got the Michigan undergrad thing also spills over into watching your coach not pull a clearly injured player. Fortunately, <laughs> that was a coach before the current one who likes to just run into the line until, uh, you know, kingdom come. I also kept thinking of uh, Rocky Four during the game, too. The, uh, you know, Rocky <laughs> chopping down the Russian with body blows. <laughs> uh, also throw the damn towel, you know. <laughs> Not that DK was was Apollo Creed there, but it, it was great to to see them worn down and and really dictate the last thirty minutes, which sometimes is the opposite of what the, this US team will do. Uh, but they're also very, very fortunate to have not gone into halftime like down three nothing. Oh yeah, Matt Turner just saved the saved their bacon in the first half. Yeah, and and you know what? I hold on. Now that we're talking about this, I need to I need to mention this that the player of the game was not Jassy's artist. It was not Nico Giochini. It was Kellen Acosta because Kellen Acosta saved that penalty. <laughs> the mind games, the bullshit going on. As hell. Yeah, the bullshit going on with him just like Cock picking caffing. fights. Yeah, <laughs> it was awesome. It was just. Absolutely awesome. Uh, Kellen Acosta. So, like, regardless of his possession or this or that or whatever, um, like, dude saved that penalty by making it, like, impossible for uh, the Qatari player to, like, focus on what he was doing. And if we're going to uh, talk about, like, uh, immeasurables or unmeasurables or whatever. I believe uh, they call them intangibles. Intangibles. That was the word. Dang it. Uh, Getting old sucks. Um, (laughs) No, it's unmeasurables. Yes. 
It's a uh, different thing. I, I feel like the, the, the Dempsey Hoppy thing has gone a little overboard, but I love seeing Hoppy pissed getting taken out of that game. That yeah. is like a hundred percent like a Dempsey moment. Yeah, that was that was great. Um and also he he there was like one time where he was like pressing the the Qatari goalie. And like I expected him to go like full basketball player picking up full court, like clapping in his face. <laughs> yeah. Gonna bend over and pound the court. I don't yeah. work today. I mean I, he was pretty close to clapping his face. He was uh talking to the ref, what, three inches away from him? Yeah. I mean like I, I, I really would love one time in our in our count in our um like setup press for them to slap the field. That would be funny as hell. <laughs> <laughs> um and and right. uh, longtime listener and friend of the podcast, Chris Benini, did that for Michigan State. He did like a, an analysis of them slapping the court and the outcome, and it turns out that they were slightly worse at defense. <laughs> That's um, the kind of analysis we're I, on board with here. Yep. I, I really want to make sure that we drive the point home of just how impressive Matt Turner has actually been because he's, he's kind of a forgotten player. He's hyped really highly within MLS circles for his uh, shot stopping ability. Um, and that, that really came through tonight. And I just want to reiterate that point that, Oh yeah. And like shot stopping is kind of um, what a goalie like, does. Well, yeah, but it's also <laughs> like, it's not dependent on the league you play in. Like if the ball is going in the top corner, it doesn't matter if like Lionel Messi hit it at the top corner or if Christian Roldan hit at the top corner, the goalie has to, you know, the keeper has to stretch and get up there. So I feel like shot stopping is kind of independent of league, if that makes sense. Yeah, he's uh, if, if he could play with his feet, I think that he would be somewhere else right now. But th- th- there is an element. I, all right. Th- th- these have been a lot of ugly one nothing wins that we've been kind of just limping forward through. But, but did we win? Yes, but did we win though? But oh, we, did we win? We won, and also there's probably six or seven attacking players that are not truly first choice. That if you spr- or second choice, yeah. If you, if you wow, it's almost like the, you read Ben's article. Well, that that, that is that <laughs> which is you can find is. at halfspaces.com. They've conceded. <laughs> Thank you for, <laughs> am I being helpful yet? Thank you for chilling <laughs> for me. That's what I do. For better or for worse, they've they've conceded one goal this entire tournament, and if you put some. And it was a penalty. And it was right. If you if you put some attacking talent on the field, that still is not going to be your first choice full ninety against the Mexicos of the world in World Cup qualifying. This team looks much more dangerous. I think that Hoppy of, of anyone that I've seen going forward is the only player that I really care to see again in World Cup qualifying. But way of- I like the Geo. I thought I thought that Geo and Williamson when they came on, I thought that they both did really, really we can't call him Geo. No, I thought that I Nico No Geo okay. two. Geo two. Do, or Dos Geo, 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 Geo Dos. As if well, which six, goes I, closer I, to Geo Dos. Kevin, I'm fairly certain he's Italian, so you have to go like Geo, whatever the I don't know Italian. Well, that's most of romance language. Let's Probably imagine similar. for a second that you're like the USMNT coaching staff before this tournament. And you're sitting there saying, all right, how do we win games with this group? And you're like, well, I think we have a good keeper and good defense. Let's try to wear teams out and score one goal and make it work. And I mean, yeah, you lean into what you got. I, I think that's what they're doing. And if, if you sat down and like, because everybody looked at this roster before the game started, like, how are we going to score? 
And you don't have to be a genius to figure that out. We were yeah. bullshit. <laughs> but like, like, how are we going to score each game? Bullshit. I mean, Some... and you can say Chris Muller would have been a better choice than Jonathan Lewis. He yes, was not going to score. Like, oh, was you going to save us that game? I mean... Kate Cowell. <laughs> there, there, there's guys playing in MLS right now that would have been a better choice than him. But we don't have to dump on the guy. But, but, it, right. but it actually doesn't matter because, like, oh, are, are, are any of us going to sit here and say, like? Man, that Cade Cowell was really going to make the difference. Because no, like he wasn't. And like, could could we have gotten marginally better chance? Blah blah blah. Yeah, sure, probably. I, I, but DK's not not finishing them right now. Well, that's I think what a Cade Cowell or or Mueller may have provided is you could have slid Hoppy centrally, where I still think yeah, he should be playing. Because he he one of the best, the only positive attacking chance, or one of the few in the first half, Hoppy. From left wing, played one twos with the center backs as he went around the world, building <laughs> possession to like go charging back into the into the attack because like he just got so frustrated with the way that game was going. Uh, it's been mentioned here, but he has some experience with that. Well, <laughs> yep. sure, and it, it, it's I think he, he suffers from the same thing that McKenney did. Bro. <laughs> he just, you know, McKenney did the same kind of thing where he just had to do it all. Thanks, Shalka. Yeah. Hey, I have no problem. Danka. Yeah, Danka. Exactly right. Um, so I think like uh, the um, all of the the like James Sands man of the future. Like, not today. Mm. Didn't 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 have great. Yeah, one. that was. I mean, that's rough. I just in thinking of just obvious mistakes and turnovers, like in my grading system, he's. I'm guessing he's going to be like somewhere between negative five to negative ten. Like it's going to. I'm not I, looking so, forward to that. So what I was thinking of is like there are certain like advanced stats in um, in football where it's like like each play like gives you like expected points added or or lost right like a right. yeah inter- DVOA inter- sure or no that's not DVOA but DVOA is also like that right so like every play has an expected value one way or the other and I feel like James Sands had like three negative 0.5 xg moments yeah there's we actually like, a soccer oh stat that they made up called G- gold g plus oh that, yeah uh, it's supposed to measure something like that and I, I don't think that would love his performance either he no. so there there's a there's a book i read called the rise of superman decoding the science of the ultimate human performance i had to google the full name but it basically talks about like flow state <laughs> and how athletes will, will you, you'll enter into a different like when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply brain wave when you're doing like really when you're performing like right at the peak of where you need to be you can just call it super saiyan super saiyan it's called like the flow state and i've experienced it myself at a much lower athletic level where there's just like certain days where the ball would come off the rim and you can't get your hands to it to catch it and it like hits you in the face and there's no rhyme or reason it's something you ate or something weird that happened earlier in the day that just has completely thrown you out of your rhythm and he had one of those days i don't think that this is indicative of how he is as a player but he he nearly fell over having to like play like a bouncing ball. He he just it was ricocheting off of him in strange ways. I, I'm actually when a player's like trying hard and seemingly 
is still on their game and it's still coming up short, that's when I would get very concerned. But I think that James Sands just had something very odd I mean, going on with him today. He's, no, he's, he's 20, right? Like he's 20 years old. Is he that? Young? I mean, he's also allowed to have an off game. Yeah. Right. You know, this is kind of two in a row now though. Yeah. But like, I think the thing is, is that like, he's, he's, it's, it's like, like when you watch, watch college football and you're like, oh, I wonder why that safety just gave up three bombs in a row. And it's like, I don't know, his girlfriend broke up with him. He's 20. Like, I, I don't know. I, I'm willing to write that off for him. I think that there, he was just very clearly not mentally there today. And I, yeah. I still think he can play smart balls out of the back. I still think that he's the player that he was. And we got lucky that it didn't cost us, but I'm not going to. Uh, too hard I, sus- on him. I suspect he's going to get tested on Sunday, so we might get more data soon. Oh, boy. <laughs> Hopefully not. Uh, so, so listeners, we are obviously recording this immediately after the um, U.S. men's national team game. We don't know uh, if Mexico or Canada is going to be waiting on Sunday. Um, we all have our theories. Um, Mexico. Do we? Uh, what do you oh. think is going to happen, Greg? <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's also going to be Mexico. I want Canada. Oh. I thought the, I, I misunderstood the question. That's great. This is great. This is great podcasting. Do you remember when Rashid Wallace, Rashid Wallace was like, y'all think this isn't going seven games? Y'all think Mexico is not going to make that final? Yeah, oh, they are. Come on. So I, I'm looking at the, the world football ELO ratings right now. Uh, USA in the previous year has added 113 points to their rating, ELO rating. So up to 1840, they've moved up 20 spots in the world ranking they're up to 17 now and i also on reddit so that's, i'm sorry that's, what that's firmly like iowa territory like 17th like it's like okay like good enough but you know <laughs> i also they're, that's, they're, that's gotten kirk Ferentz a 20-year contract at this point so, so greg kirk Ferentz for halter th- there was some <laughs> some reddit math going on in the thread i was reading uh doing some expectations around teams in front of the United States and, and likely one of them will not qualify for the world cup, just the way that UEFA and Commonwealth kind of pair down. So the USA on top of their ELO rating their I guess their live FIFA rating is actually about the same spot. They may actually end up in pot two. Um, oh, yeah, I think the top 15 teams make pot two. Yeah. So and yeah, they're they, like they get a couple more spots. They're right there. So with the United States up 113 points in ELO, um, can anyone here guess? And that game is about to happen. The uh, team that, as far as me quickly scrolling through, has made the largest leap in the previous year. Is it Canada? Canada. Oh, it's Canada. <laughs> 138 points. They're up 23 slots spots in the world. Uh, Canada is surging with Alfonso Davies hurt. And so, by the way, for anybody... Well, they were surging with Alfonso Davies, though, right? Fair. Yeah. He he, yeah. he played in their World Cup qualifying stuff, and uh, now they're earlier. just kind of like riding that high. For anybody unfamiliar with Elo, that's listening, by the way, as far as I know, it started with chess, and the way it works is you get a ranking based on your opponents, Correct. and you have to play a certain number of opponents, and then you qualify for a ranking. So beating a better opponent will get you more points than beating a crappy one, and it just kind of. I don't know. You you balance out and find your level over time. Yeah. Uh, for 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 those of our listeners um, who don't know chess but do know Aaron Sorkin films, it's basically the thing that they were talking about uh, with the initial face match Facebook thing, uh, and that uh, opening scene. It's also network. So, so basically you... strength of schedule in college football. Yeah. 
The USA picked up 23 points while beating Mexico in the Nations League final, but they picked up 11 points today against Qatar. And random, extremely dorky fact, I actually have, well, I think I don't think I have a ELO rating anymore in ping pong. Huh. <laughs> oh, uh, yep. I, think, I think that we went, uh, I, I think that uh, I went to high school with someone who, like, yes. based on Facebook alone, was, like, really, really into ping pong. I don't know yes. if he, was he he uh, went to the Olympic trials and missed out. Was he into it enough that he called it table tennis? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He also uh, made Minnesota wrestling on a scholarship and then did something very dumb and was removed from the team. Same guy. Do we, do we know that? Yes. Like, 100%. Do we, do we know I know. Oh, do I know what he did? I don't remember. Yeah. Oh, it's, okay. There's been a lot of years and a lot of bourbon between those events, but I, it's the same guy. I really regret bringing up ELO ratings considering where we've landed now. <laughs> there was soccer tonight, right? That um, was your regret in this conversation? <laughs> Why was your regret not signing up? Or in this friendship? Also, uh, I just want to point out, uh, I have the same name as my father, and Kevin today realized that he's known my father before. We have literally the same name. Oh no, I've I've long assumed, but just have never really felt compelled to bring it up. I don't know. Sure, sure, yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever you want to tell everybody. <laughs> um, All right, so, so uh, oh, go ahead. Hey, sorry. So, uh, I, <laughs> my man of the match was Kellen Acosta. What about the rest of you? Because again, there was a soccer game tonight. I mean, on. The- I think there are several guys that are come out going to come out all right. Turner, obviously. I have a sneaky suspicion Vines is going to look pretty good on second viewing. I really like what Sam Vines did tonight, I believe. I was intrigued by how centrally he was playing in possession um, in the second half. He, he, was, he was basically splitting the field when the ball was opposite to him, uh, which is very early Burhalter, Tyler Adams-esque, where they were doing that goofy thing where they – they were intentionally pulling him into the midfield, um, which is fine, except for the fact that I don't think that Sam Vines offers a ton from that position, and all that it does is it gives him longer runs back on defense. Which he willingly made, apparently, this t- tonight. Well, he, he did, don't get me wrong. I, I think that he's physically um, as stout of a fullback as we have, but he doesn't seem like the guy that you need pinching in um, – intentionally giving up that flank because I don't think he, he's combining centrally. Maybe I'm wrong. He, he did have that sneaky little back heel in the box. I feel like if we had a better forward there, maybe it could have come to something. But <laughs> Like Jossie's artist? <laughs> At this point, yes. Uh, so no, stock, go ahead. I was going to say, stock down for this tournament, unfortunately, has been DK. I think that Busio, because I was just so high on the guy I was thinking that he was going to be very much ready to displace either Musa or in an alternative universe, Giorena in our central midfield in like an attacking yeah. role. Well, I don't think it's fair to say that Boost. I mean, for you personally, sure, but I don't think Busio's stock's gone down overall. I think I don't think he was. I don't think he was going to be on a World Cup qualifying roster before this tournament, and I don't think he's going to be after seeing him here either. I, I guess yeah, I was gonna say I think he's kind of evened out, maybe gone a little bit up, but he's not like he. I don't think he's put himself on the roster, but I don't think he's gone down at all. Yeah, yeah. Your fourth and fifth midfielders are probably still Acosta and um, Lejet. I think Acosta. <laughs> I, 
I've also been an Acosta fan. I think that he's solidified what he can and can't do. And I think the, wow, it's almost like you like the Rapids. No, uh, sorry. That's no. The, I I loved Kellen Acosta when he had a great <laughs> Concacaf Champions League uh, series against Pachuca in like God, I don't know when that was, like 2017. That was when I fell in love with Kellen Acosta. Let's be clear. Yeah, no, about I, that. I'm just I'm just giving you crap. Uh, I I like his I like his leg actions. Kellen Acosta has a giant leg for how big he is, and it is phenomenal. He he can he can make a lot of tackles from you know, the hip of a player, even if they're holding the ball away, he's, uh, yeah, he's got the go-go gadget leg going. Yes. He's stout. And I think he's, he's, he's <laughs> tested. No, he is. He's stout. He's tested. Like you're not going to get him in a game on the road against Honduras where he's going to shrink from these tackles. Like, I think he'll still make them. And that's, there's an element to winning on the road in CONCACAF where you just have to be gritty. And maybe that is like the nice, we're winning a really, really tough games one nothing with our like you know lunch pail roster that we've got like in a way from a mentality standpoint this may actually help because when you're playing the 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 minnows of the what is it an octagon now the ocho uh through qualifying <laughs> that, that that's going to be useful because you you can't play ballistic you know three games in seven days like his hamstrings will explode so i and think it, this is we good. don't we don't have a ton of like young vets. And if you remember, do you remember uh, Michael Bradley scoring that chip in 2017 from, you know, half near halfway? And Azteca? Yeah. yeah. Yes. yes, obviously. So, Etched into well, my brain. Yes. I'm well, still, it's, a, it's, a, it's like a half chub just thinking about it now. It's been four <laughs> oh, years. That was, that's a great goal. But anyway, so if you remember, Mexico tied that game, scored to come back and tie that game. And the goal was a counterattack where Kellen Acosta could have committed like a cynical yellow card foul and stopped it and didn't. And now I have not seen him not try to make that foul. So like, that's just the, the kind of thing that he brings that some of these young kids don't. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that's part of the, that's part of the critique that we've been throwing out a couple of times. I don't know if uh, we haven't done it in a little while, but I think it was actually just Ace and I for a while that was saying like, you need to have, guys who know Burhalter's system and know what he's expecting of you in order to, you know, like have them teach other people and have everybody else get up to that level. And I think that Kellen Acosta is definitely, if not the guy for that role, definitely one of, you know, Greg's top three, top five. Like but he trusts also- Kellen Acosta to know what he's supposed to do and whether or not he can physically do it is a different question, but Kellen Acosta knows what he's supposed to do in almost every situation. It seems. Well, and you you need to not suck. Like you, <laughs> you have to like there's a there's like a level where you can be on the team and bring experience. But like if I don't know if Pulisic and Reyna are looking at you and you're like, dude, you suck. Like why would they listen to him? I think Acosta like meets that like talent threshold where he can still play and be a good a good example and just not have these talented 20-year-olds be like, why is this dude on the field with me? Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, you can't, like, it, it, he's not exact. He, like, he hasn't been named a captain or anything, but, like, that's kind of, like, leader, it's a leadership role. You can't lead if nobody below you respects you, but uh, it, it at least seems for right now that he has enough talent that the guys that matter on this roster respect him, and that's like, really all you need to do, right? Like Omar Gonzalez was on the last Gold Cup roster, like for 
I don't care how experienced he was. Like, if you're looking at him, you're like, I don't care how many games you played. You're terrible. Are we still here? Yeah, I'm still here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that, I'm listening. Was, yeah, no, I thought, I thought you had a that point. was the cold take. The cold cut. <laughs> okay. Anybody um, else have something to say other than Omar Gonzalez is bad? <laughs> I I think that that Acosta is just sheer positional flexibility too. I I don't think that anyone who thinks that maybe they should start over him in a given position would look at the guy and say, "Oh, he isn't valuable for a lot of other reasons." Um, namely, you know, like shielding Tim Ream against right. Mexico. I, I mean, a, a player good enough to fill in at the eight, six, right back and left back is going to find a role somewhere. Yep. Yeah, definitely. I, I have I have a lot less concern with keeping him on a roster in the 23 going to a World Cup than I would with, say, someone like Legette, who may keep a, a very specific type of player off of the roster that I think might be a better choice. Whereas like Acosta, like just for sheer coverage in late in games or goofy things happen, you at least you can put a guy out there who's going to put in a shift. Well, um, I mean, you I, can't, I was going to say, you can't leave off a guy that can cover four positions. He just, he's so flexible that even if he's the 23rd man on the roster, like you, you got, you kind of had to bring him because he can fill it. Like it's, it's what we've been talking about for the uh, past couple episodes with like Greg trying to beat CONCACAF on hard. Like if you're not going to bring wingers, like if you if your wingers go down, you have an issue. That's why you should bring guys that can cover, cover four positions just because if somebody goes down, like it's a lot less of hitting the panic button over and over. If you know, you have somebody that can step up. I also thought, um, miles Robinson was very, um, unnoticeable this match which i think when i go back and watch again i think that's going to mean good things for him because i don't remember like a an oh no moment from robinson he might be i mean him and turner maybe might be like the two guys that have jumped onto the the full 23 to me like i i feel like there maybe there's a case at this point he could partner brooks and i wouldn't hate it yeah that, he's he's getting games he's clearly in form he's fit um, I mean, it remains to see what happens with Chris Richards this year in Europe. Yeah, he might be. I think Richards is a little bit better on the ball, but he's another one that just can't stay healthy. Like, I think he's hurt right. now, isn't he? Yep. Yes. Yeah. And Robinson also, when there when there's a ball in behind and someone needs to run onto it, I feel very comfortable with him tracking down, you know, and, and keeping in front of a lot of wingers. Whereas I don't, I can't really say the same for Miazga, Zimmerman, folks like that. Like unless you have Aaron Long back there, who who probably is the athlete of that position, um, I think he's a good pairing. Yeah, I, I remember think, reading reading a, I think it was Michael Parkhurst or something. He was saying he changes the way Atlanta could defend because I guess usually you leave two center backs back to kind of deal with a forward. That way, if the ball comes out, like it's covered. And Atlanta, this might have been back with Tata, uh, trusted him enough that they would just leave him back there singled up. And that meant they could kind of push another guy forward. So I, I feel like there's a, I don't know, there's some advantages to having that type of athletic defender back there. Agreed. I think right, uh, without knowing who our opponent will be for Sunday, uh, let's get opponent guesses and score guesses. Ben, you go first. 
Oh man. So it's, <laughs> it's definitely Mexico. Probably wow. based on like a sh- probably like shady penalty or something gets him through. <laughs> um, no, you can't. You can't say shady penalty if Qatar got through. <laughs> like Cutter made it. Come on. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I, I'm thinking maybe like the you know the fan turnout might be better for USA Mexico than C- Cutter Mexico, but that's just me. <laughs> Um, okay, but anyway, the, the last time we brought a B squad to the uh, Gold Cup final, we lost five to zero. So I'm going to say we lose. Um, let's go. We lose one to zero with like Turner standing on his head to keep it at one zero. Kevin, I think three zero, unfortunately, to Mexico. If, if there is a way that we could just like stop playing at this point. I don't want to shy away from Mexico, but there's some very clear deficiencies in the way this roster was constructed that I think Mexico is going to absolutely paddle. Well, um, if, if you think about it, the way the U.S. has won games is have more possession, wear them out, score a late goal. I'm thinking that's not going to work against Mexico. Correct. <laughs> I, I don't... I think I don't think that there's a way that this midfield can outpossess what Mexico is going to put on the field. And when it then comes down to just attacking, you know, either with even numbers or, or, or even three into a back four, uh, there's that's just not going to work for the U.S. Unfortunately, no. I, I'm, yeah. I'm there's a lot of things that happened with setting what a floor can be from like a grit and hard work standpoint with this team relative to our CONCACAF peers that encourages me going into qualifying. Uh, but no, this I think this team's going to get. All right, to be the contrarian, because somebody has to be, I'm saying we beat Canada 2 nothing. <laughs> now we're talking. You hear that, maybe. Canada? You oh, and your fucking goodness. geese are going down. How you doing, Coach? I'm doing great today, Coach. Do you know why I'm doing great? Tell me. Because I get to make podcasts with my friends using the Anchor app. It, and, well, you know, I, I get why that makes you happy, but certainly you have to pay for the Anchor app. You know, you'd be surprised to find out, completely free. Completely free. But they say nothing is free. Well, apparently podcasting with your friends can be through the Anchor app. Wow. Well, you know, I'm, I'm sure that it's like you got to have some like super complicated studio or editing software, right? You know, I can't say that confidently, but since you're the one that edits all of our podcasts, I'm fairly confident any moron can do it. Well, you know, any any moron can do it because, again, I do it. Now, that doesn't mean that you can edit well. You can't. I can't. I don't really know how to edit. But you can do it through the Anchor app. It supposedly makes it easy. You're just not that good at it. It's all right. And we, when we say you, we mean the royal you, listener. Not just you, Asa. Uh, or but, you, Greg. Right. Uh, and not just you, Greg, you, Greg, but you, Greg, Greg Burrow. Who, who I assume listens. Does, do, do we have confirmation that Greg Burhalter listens to the podcast? We have confirmation that a Greg listens to the podcast. Why do we need a second one? I mean, you certainly don't need an extra G. No, that's just, Greg. that's incredibly wrong. Um, but, you know, People listen to our, our podcast, and they, they listen to it all over the place. So, does that happen by magic? It, it might. I don't know how we got a Czech Republic listener. <laughs> well, I think it's because the Anchor app distributes via Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. 
It does. It's very easy to find. I've been able to find it on at least two of those services. And, you know, isn't that what the whole point is? Spotify, Apple, Google. Our what more do you need than those three? Right. Our tech overlords have made it clear that that's what you need. So that's what you need. What, what do you want? Um, so here's, here's probably the biggest question. Um, it is well established that you get pray, paid in breakfast tacos. Yes. Um, but... If somebody wanted to be paid in perhaps fiat currency, such as dollars or pesos, could they do that through the Anchor app? I don't personally understand why they would choose to do that. But yes, the Anchor app is willing to pay you in fiat currency instead of breakfast tacos, if you are so inclined. We're, we're, we're just saying that if you wanted to trade your podcasting voice for fiat currency that would then be used to buy breakfast tacos, you could do that. That's your choice. Your uh, ideas intrigue me, and I would like to sub- subscribe to your podcast. And I can do so using Google, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. Just go to Touchlines and Touchdowns and click that little follow button, and you'll hear from us twice a week, every week. Every week. Um, so it sounds like this podcast, which is very professionally done, is all done in one place through the Anchor app. It sure is, which makes bridging our four different time zones a hell of a lot easier. Sure does. So, do, do you want to do you want to do the call to action, or do you want me to do the call to action? Be my guest. <laughs> this is a professional podcast. So, dear for listeners and friends, download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor.fm to get started. Uh, do not put anchorf.fm slash TLS underscore N underscore TDS um, because we don't get anything from it. So just go straight to anchor.fm or download the free Anchor app so you too can trade fiat currency for breakfast tacos. That's really the dream. Of- Special thank you to our guests, Ben from halfspaces.com and on Twitter at BL Herald. And Kevin, uh, whom you cannot find on Twitter, um, and a special loving shout out to my co-host Greg because uh, your host Asa um, had to leave in the middle of that segment because of technical difficulties. So shout out to co-host Greg for holding it down. We, uh, we appreciate you, Greg. Um, you can find us on Twitter at TLS underscore N underscore TDS, where we're talking football, football, uh, basketball, because uh, the Detroit Pistons, the preferred NBA basketball team of this podcast, just drafted Cade Cunningham, and we believe that he will be very good. Um, you can't find us on Instagram just yet. We are working on it. We'll get that up. Um, Special thank you to our sponsors, the Smith Workforce Management Group, as well as the Anchor app. And a special thank you to you, the listener. Thank you so much for for sticking with us, for interacting with us on Twitter, for telling us what we got wrong, what we got right. We really appreciate it. Uh, And we would definitely appreciate it if you could like and subscribe and give us five stars on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts and wherever you get our podcasts. So thank you so much, and we will see you for better or worse, after the Gold Cup final. Thanks, everybody. Sports Social Podcast Network.